One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, share our feelings, and then make them fight for our amusement. I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. With me, as always, except for that one time, is Ken Knapsack. Glad to be here. We've done some great killing as of late in the Databank Brawl world, and I'm happy to continue that tradition. That's right. Sometimes the characters just get a little beat up. Sometimes they learn something. Sometimes they actively die. Sometimes they just get ashamed, so you never know what will happen 
here. This is a show that is all about fun and shame, a sweet spot for both Ken and myself. So I hope you enjoy going along with us on that journey today. I think we're just going to get right into mm, our first combatant. Uh, this is characters that we pull the information off from the StarWars.com databank. This is an episode where I wanted to have uh, some some characters that we don't visit as often. Okay. And our first combatant is a Jedi. Ooh. We have only had, I think, two Jedi yeah, battles. Yeah. We don't go, go that way much. Yeah, so I wanted to get back to the mm-hmm. core of Star Wars. Yeah. The Jedi. And this is, of course, Databank Brawl is a celebration mm-hmm. of the weirder characters, the smaller characters. And yeah. this is a weird Jedi that we have yet to discuss. And that is Opo Rancisis. Hmm. Here is what the StarWars.com databank has to say about Opo Rancisis. A snake-like Thisbiasin, Opo Rancisis, long life seeking to keep peace in the galaxy, culminated in his appointment to the Jedi Council in the years before the Battle of Naboo. And that is it. <laughs> it is a one-sentence StarWars.com databank entry as if Lucasfilm itself is saying, we can't be bothered by this weirdo. <laughs> one sentence. I have them up here. You, ha- you got them on the wild yeah. Wikipedia, which and you return to? It's so funny that you uh, had this character, because I just the other day was looking at the new uh, visual dictionary that's uh, either coming out or has been released. I don't know. Okay. We have it around the Collider offices, and I was reading it, and, it, and it's, it's um, like, unlike other visual dictionaries, this one's organized in a different way. So it has, okay. it's a, I think you'll like this section, Joseph. It has the Jedi Council at the time of Phantom Menace, at the oh. time of Attack of Clones, at the time of Revenge of the Sith. It has them all listed out there, and... and and Opo Rancisis is up there. Yeah. And he is a cat snake, as best as I can describe him. He is a cat snake from Oz. Yeah. And I With, was like, a big old hippie haircut, right, and beard. Big hippie haircut, like a perm. He looks like he's got, like, a wizard beard, um, <laughs> and he's got a, a pretty normal cloak. But he's got these long kind of nails and spindly hands, and he's got this, like, snake body. He doesn't have legs, right? He's got, like, a coiled yeah. uh, butt leg snake thing yeah, going on? totally does. It is a, it is a, and that's what I was staring at. I was like, how... How did he get around? I guess like a snake, obviously. I but guess it, so. That's just weird. And how did he find out he was a Jedi? And um, he joined uh, the Jedi Order as an infant, according to uh, canon. Uh, I don't know where they're pulling that from. Um, and he was offered the throne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the look on Ken's face. Uh, when I find something awesome. And, uh, his Take a guess who his Jedi Master was. Uh, Mace Windu. Yaddle. Yaddle? Yeah. Oh, I'm so... Yaddle has fought before in Databank Brawl. Yep. I was going to talk about Yaddle in just a minute because, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Yaddle is the Lady Yoda yeah. that we know next to nothing about besides she was a Lady Yoda yeah. and she has weird little chicken legs. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's so great. Uh, he was offered the throne of his home world but declined it to continue to serve the galaxy as oh. a Jedi. Okay, so a little bit of a, a synchronicity there with yeah. Count Dooku. Like he is important in his actual birthright, not just a mm-hmm. normal person who was born and grabbed by the Jedi. Some interesting appearances for this character did appear in The Clone Wars. Episodes titled The Disappeared Part 1, The okay. Lost One, Voices, and The Big Bang also appeared via hologram form in the novel Dark Disciple, which, of course, based off of Lost Scripts. Okay. Uh, all right. 
But that's so that's great to know because you found something else, didn't you? No, no. It's just I was like, that's a lot more appearances than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I why I gravitate to him is mm-hmm. he is among the collection of weirdos on the Jedi Council mm-hmm. and Phantom Menace, who it almost seems like mm-hmm. like George or someone was like, all right. A few of the ones who are too weird are just going to disappear. Right. Because right. Yaddle disappears. Mm-hmm. On my favorite, Yarl Poof, the ridiculously long neck Jedi, yep. disappears. And Oppo disappears by the time of Attack of the Clones. But clearly, canonically, he's still around in the Clone Wars. Yes, totally is. In fact, uh, he was supposed to appear in a little bit more detailed fashion in the Clone Wars. You were actually going to see his lightsaber, which were uh, designs for, for the hilt were based a little bit on Count Dooku's lightsaber. Uh, Dave Filoni and Pablo Hidalgo revealed this at two, uh, the 2015 celebration at their Untold Clone Wars panel. So the show was canceled before that could happen. Okay, so Opa would have seen been seen up and around on his snake body mm-hmm. slithering around. Yeah. With a Count Dooku-esque lightsaber. 1.38 meters tall, hair color very white. Uh, like, just imagine a, a cat with a wizard beard and a perm, <laughs> and you're good, on a snake's body. Uh, eye color blue, skin color green, very reptilian green. Yeah, he's always reminded me, if somebody said, what if Jerry Garcia from The Grateful Dead turned into a snake? And like, became a Jedi, yes. And became a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what are your... Uh, memories of him did you did he pop for you the way the other weirdos on the jedi council did he he did not but only because we see him in such a little you know little amount of time that we get to spend with this character (laughs) uh you know other jedi from phantom menace did stand out yaddle being one of them of course uh but uh yarl poof just because of the head kiati mundi because it was he was a powerful and featured uh well featured and focused on jedi uh, Opo, uh, but I was aware of it. Like, if, if someone was to say, has there ever been a Jedi with a snake? Yep, there has been. <laughs> um, but I know Opo more from these various encyclopedia entries, yeah. and that's where the character pops up more, I think. Okay. And now, I have not rewatched that particular episode of mm-hmm. Clone Wars uh, right. yet. I'm going to watch it soon, so we'll see what his entry is like there. I suspect that he's just one of the many Jedi who have an opinion about something. Sure. Um, because I believe The Disappeared is the episode with Mace Windu and Jar Jar going on their little adventure. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I was fascinated by him because he was one of the Jedi that was clearly like the whole council was clearly George having fun of like, yes, I can make whatever I want. Right. And he was one of those like, that's a really cool Jedi to sit in a chair. Yes. But we're never going to see that Jedi move around. Yes. And sure enough, he's not in the Battle of Genosis and Attack of the Clones slithering around. Even though they probably that probably would have you know expanded the budget of Attack of the Clones <laughs> to get an old Oppo slithering around, uh, I'm looking at some of the legend stuff on Oppo. There's as you imagine a lot, uh, yeah, there. so crazy it's, stuff. It's pretty fascinating. Some some fan art of uh, him in a duel is interesting too. Yeah. So okay. So he is alive in the Clone era, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but either not on the Council. Yeah. Or not shown for some reason. Yeah. So it, that's very interesting. In, in canon, it talks about him still serving during the time, but not on uh, the, uh, not up there in the council chamber. Not in the council. Okay, so that's, you know, there's not a lot in the databank about who his character is, so we can mm-hmm. pull from this canon information that he could have been the ruler of his planet. Right. Uh, and that something mysterious happened to get him off the council, but still serving. And uh, it doesn't sound like there's any information about that we know how he how he died, if he died in Order 66. Yeah, it does not. I have to assume that, but it's not. Uh, I'm not 100% confirming that. Now. Okay, so we will find out. Uh, now, I was really tempted to have him fight a Jedi, but then mm-hmm. I thought, you know what we've never done is just have a Jedi against somebody who's not a Jedi. Ooh. So I have a not-Jedi character for our next combatant. Are you ready? I am ready. 
this is a character that I'm surprised it took us this long to get around to, because I suspect that we're both in the camp of liking this person, and that is Supreme Chancellor Valorum. I love Valorum. That's right. Here's what the StarWars.com databank has to say about old Valorum, a well-meaning civil servant whose chancellorship was hampered by corruption in the Senate and bureaucratic snarls. Valorum secretly turned to the Jedi Knights for help breaking the Trade Federation's blockade of Naboo, but Valorum was betrayed by Naboo's Senator Palpatine, who maneuvered Queen Amidala into asking the Senate for a no-confidence vote in the Supreme Chancellor's leadership. A stunned Valorum was removed from office in favor of Palpatine. So this is this gives us a little bit of character, a well-meaning civil servant. Yeah, you know, and I like Valorum, and Terrence Stamp portrayed him in Phantom Menace, and that probably helped my uh, uh, enjoyment of, of, of the character. I like Terrence Stamp a lot. Um, and I loved his uh, appearance in the Clone Wars during the time of the, uh, you know, the stuff when they're going into the Sifo-Dyas uh, storyline and what happened to Sifo-Dyas. Um, uh, they go to, like, Valorum's house, uh, his, his retirement house, so to speak, on course. And he's a hometown boy, too, from Corson. Okay. And I, I, enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed that. They did a really good job, as they sometimes... Uh, do great jobs on Rebels and, and Clone Wars of creating characters that are, you know, so clearly real people. It looks like and sounds like uh, Terrence Stamp. It's yeah. Great. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, so now you were always, uh, do you have Wikipedia information? I, to, I do. To flesh them out? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot there. Again, Homeworld Coruscant. Uh, he is a, he is humanoid. He has a human male, a height 1.7 meters. So he's got a little bit of a height advantage, though. Uh, you know, Oppo, if he gives up on that snake leg, uh, the, the snake's, his <laughs> snake body there it might be a little taller than 1.38 meters. Uh, head color white at this point. I don't know where Valorum started. He could have been, had, uh, you know, dark, dark, luxurious hair. Uh, eye color, blue skin color, fair. House Valorum is his affiliation there. Ooh, House Valorum. House you must Valorum. like that, uh, Game of Thrones yeah. fan that you are. Uh, is there a quote for him? Uh, you know what? The quote uh, is... Uh, it's none. None of them are from him. Oh, it's, they're just people talking yeah, about him. People talking about it. Yeah, that's the, the way politics go. Just people goes. talking about you. About you. People yeah. don't remember what you say, but what the people say about Pal- you. Palpatine says to Will of Tarkin after Valorum's uh, re-election as Supreme Chancellor, uh, Valorum didn't win the election. He was merely allowed to win. The Senate Ooh. special interest groups require a chancellor who can easily be entangled in bureaucratic double-talk and arcane procedure. That is how loopholes are maintained and illegalities overlooked. All right. Okay. But so this does kind of cut through some of the BS, and we are officially told from Lucasfilm mm-hmm. that he's a well-meaning civil servant. Mm-hmm. So we are officially being told that all of his problems of getting caught up in the government, in the bureaucracy, are somebody else's fault. It's not his fault. Right. He's trying his best to be the best Supreme Chancellor he can be. Right. Now, uh... You gravitated to this character. You liked him right away because it's Terrence Stamp. I Mm -hmm. think a lot of us uh, geeks knew Terrence Stamp as Mm -hmm. Zod from Superman 2. Zod, uh, John Tunsil from uh, uh, Young Guns. Okay, yeah. Big one. Yeah. Um, I think I was – this was – uh, I think what's going to happen to us more and more mm-hmm. is Star Wars movies come out. They cast big name people in small roles. Yeah, and I was really excited to see Terrence Stamp, and that's just see that yeah, he was it. a sad, broken politician who got pushed out of the way. Like, yeah, I wanted a little more from Terrence Stamp, and it's like he just kind of his big role was sign. <sighs> well, I guess I'm going to retire. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that that's about it really from my memories. I, I, I'm sad to admit I never did buy a Valorum action figure. I right. meant to support Terrence Stamp. Right. 
by buying a, me a Valorum, but I never did get a Valorum. I do have a Valorum. You have a Valorum. Proud to say. <laughs> Proud to say. All right. Uh, any other information that you want to dissect about these combatants before we get into it? No, no. I mean, I'd like to, you know, I'm curious now just in general to, to uh, go into Valorum's history, you know, where he was, uh, where he could. Is he always in politics? And it seems as though... Um, you know, it seems that always was uh, his his pursuit was politics. He's a career politician, mm-hmm. you know, from the old republic, the true old republic. Yeah. Before Palpatine started messing it up. So uh, with that in mind, let's fight. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Absolutely. As always, we're going to decide where this fight is happening, around when is it happening. I was attracted to bringing these two characters together because they're both, I was going to say prominent, they're in Phantom Menace. Yes. And then they both kind of disappear, at least from the movies. Sounds like they both get featured a little bit in Clone Wars. Right. So they're around in the Clone Wars era, but they're both uh, have uh, been demoted. Yes. Oppo is not on the council. It's a connective thread there. And Valorum is uh, not uh, the Supreme Chancellor. Yeah. He's not supreme of anything. He's the Chancellor of his house. Um, so these are two characters that you will relate to. You and I are both sipping whiskey, as we often do on yes. this podcast. Yes. You and I both sometimes get mm-hmm. humor out of the mm-hmm. the fallen guy, yeah. the person who is putting up with all the travails of life and trying to have a sense of humor and power through, and I think that connects Opo yeah. and Valorum. Very much does. So, where are they at? Is this closer to Phantom Menace? Is this in the Clone Wars? Do they both survive the Clone Wars? What do you think? I think they they survive at least up through the events of Attack of the Clones and through you know, in canon, Valorum does and probably goes past Sith Opa, we don't know. Yeah. So. We get to make it up. Get to make it up. So I'm saying, I'm saying that this is, this is a, why I want to go this way. I say, I want to put this on Coruscant, and I know maybe you want to take them further, but they're both. No, no, I want, these these people live and breathe Coruscant. So I want to put them as like a, uh, at a convention for heroes of the past. I like this. Um, so maybe, like, you know, Palpatine wouldn't want to honor a Jedi post-Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, so I think this is maybe during the Clone Wars. I think during the towards the end of the Clone Wars, as uh, the um, Republic is maybe trying to keep people on their side. They yeah. don't want a lot of people going to the Separatist side. Dooku's very persuasive. Uh, a lot of people, including Anakin, Padme, starting to question what's going on. This is perfect. Mm-hmm. This is perfect. I'm, yeah. I, I think, I'm, yep. I think since you're going somewhere, but yep. I just want to interject nope, that I think it. this is um, great because I think this is a very Palpatine-like plan where this party, this convention, mm. is to honor heroes of the Republic. Yeah. But it is purposefully, by Palpatine and Masamita, mm. stacked with sad, bitter failures. So on the face of it, it's supposed to make citizens of Coruscant celebrate yep. past heroes. But in the truth of it, it's sad. And they constructed yep. it that way on purpose for people to walk out of this convention and go, God, the Republic's really weak these days. I wish a stronger figure would truly take over the and be decisive. Yeah. The Republic's old. Yeah. Pathetic. It's weak. I'm ashamed to be a part of the Republic uh-huh. when these losers are the heroes. So this yeah. is part of Palpatine's propaganda attack yeah. on... On the old republic. I love this. So they're set up at competing uh, meet and greet booths. Yeah, there's so, signatures, c- photos. <laughs> Citizens of Coruscant <laughs> can bring your younglings and, and your uh, little creature kids, and you can go meet some of these heroes there. Um, and uh, it's it's a long day for these guys, much like a, a regular convention in our world is. Um, it's just a lot of pressing the flesh, pressing the flippers, taking a photo, signing a picture. Uh, sign in a holonet uh, picture. There's not a lot of reading in the galaxy, yeah. of course. And I, uh, yeah, and so they've been going at it for hours. Yeah, and I think the reason that Oppo is there mm-hmm. is uh, he has been wounded quite badly mm-hmm. in a battle. He mm-hmm. had one of his arms cut off. Oh, he's armless. His, well, he had, you know what? Actually, you know, he's got one arm cut off. Okay. He's had one arm cut off, mm-hmm. but he's a reptile. He can yeah. regrow it. 
Yeah. But it takes time and it's excruciatingly <laughs> painful. So he's basically, okay. he's kind of, he can still fight. He's a Jedi. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. He, he does have to mount around on a coiled snake leg butt configuration. <laughs> he's got one arm. Uh, no one wants a snake butt. He's got a beard and hair that gets stuck in things. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot to watch out for when he's yep. on the battlefield. He is not yep. a sleek warrior like yep. Kit Fisto. No. And Kit Fisto has tentacles that get caught in things. But anyway, right. my point stands. Uh, <laughs> and he's slowly, excruciatingly, painfully growing yeah. a new arm so he can get back on the battlefield. Yes. Yes, because it's towards the key end of the of the Clone Wars. He wants to be out there fighting. Um, but I, I think, um, you know, Valorum's getting more people to his booth. Yeah. People, it's a, it's a for, it's like a former president, you know, you're yep. going to, you're going to see this guy. And People have collections of all the former Supreme Chandlers. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a young, um, uh, young Vilchem who later go on <laughs> to be, uh, the Supreme Chancellor of the New Republic. Yep. He's there. Um, and I think Oppo's just tired and grumpy. Yep. And he wants to go. I think so too. I think that he retired from the council, because much like when he was offered to be the ruler of his world, mm-hmm. he realized that uh, I believe in duty. I believe in doing what is right, doing my part to be a part of things right. in, on the ground. So it's, uh, he's kind of looked on is a bit of an oddity in the Jedi because you're supposed to strive to be on the council. And he actually gave it up because he yeah. so wanted to be out there serving people. Right. Which and is a good intention. People are out there dying. Yeah. And he's stuck here. Right. In pain. Watching Valorum. A guy who failed the Republic, in his view. In his view. Get all these Snapchats and <laughs> chatting with kids. The Village M's loving him. Space chat, space Snapchats. Space Snapchats. And this is where it really starts to take off. Is, yeah. is Valorum's got a long line. And Oppo asks the organizers, uh, do you mind if I take off? And they're like, well, we're not closed for business. Uh, when all the lines are done, we'll let you go. Until then, you, by contract, have to stay. Okay, so this is Oppo. This is, they're saying this to Oppo. And Oppo looks, and he's got, Valorum's got at least 100 people left. Right. A couple stragglers are like, they come up to Oppo, and they're like, are you, are you Kiati Mundi? <laughs> uh, no. Are you, you're Yaddle, right? No. And he signs an autograph for him anyway, so he's really grumpy. So he turns to Valorum and says, hey, you mind cutting this off so I can go back? I'm, I'm kind of... I'm kind of done here. Yeah, and I mean, uh, and I think Oppo has a a weird voice. Okay. I think he's got a voice that looks like he is what he is. He's a hippie snake, (laughs) but he's in pain and he's losing his patience. So I think he's got a voice that's striving to be calm, but is not containing it at all. Yeah. So I think when he's he's saying things like, can I go? So it's it's kind of low in a whisper, but everything's coming up. Sharper than he means it to. He's like a stone cobra commander. <laughs> he's a and stone cobra commander. He's like, uh, yeah. So he's and, and Valorum turns to him. Rich, velvety voice. Mm-hmm. I will not be going until all of my fans and supporters have received me, uh, or have been able, I've been able to receive them. <laughs> and at that point, I will uh, gladly end this. But until then, these people have come out to see me, and I will reward them and keep their faith. Yeah. Nope. Was like, okay. And he signs a couple more photos of right. Anakin Skywalker because that's who's famous on the Hollow Net. And yeah. people are like, "I'm I, Anakin never does these, so I'm going to settle for your signature." Yeah. And then I think uh, you know the anger ratchets. And then there's an incident. Yeah. Where Opo thinks like maybe I can actually be of use. Yeah. I think a uh, let's say a teen. Okay. 
A, a Rodian. Rodian teen. A Rodian teen comes up to Valorum. Okay. And Valorum accepts him graciously. And the Rodian pulls out a blaster. Oh, wow. Now, the Rodian has said to Valorum mm-hmm. that, hey, I really like it when weird things get signed. Will you sign my blaster? Right. And Valorum is like, sure. But Opo hadn't heard any of this. And he just sees a Rodian teen pulling a blaster on the former Supreme Chancellor. And he thinks, this is my moment to act. Right. And he reaches out with his one good arm and he throws the Rodian. Yeah. Oh, just big force push. Big, big force oh, push. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's crashing into some other yeah. loser's stand. Yeah. Just yeah. knocks it over. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He, uh, in fact, it was Captain Panaka. <laughs> Captain Panaka is like, hey, uh, Typhoon's not even around. Yeah. Um, I can sign an autograph for you. I cannot fight a war for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so Valorum's like, what have you done? That is a faithful supporter of mine. Valorum's now he's stood up and he's lording himself over Opa. Yeah. And uh, I think he immediately starts, this is the problem with you, Jedi. This is what we have seen. You are losing this war. There's chaos out there because you have become self-centered and act out of aggression. You used to be about peace. Yes. Qui-Gon Jinn, I would send out on peace missions, and he would come back with new friends. Yes. And you just go around slaughtering and pushing everyone. I knew Qui-Gon Jinn, sir, and you're no Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, there there gets to be a ruckus. And now, yeah. like, the Valorum's basically got, like, you know, I love this this picture mm-hmm. you've, part, you've mm-hmm. painted, that he's got a lot of supporters. Right. Like, there are people who are like, you know who is the cool Supreme Chancellor? Yes. Valorum. Yes. So I think people start yelling and chanting about, like, see Look yeah. how powerful his speech is. He got the raw end of the deal. He's the real deal. And people are like, Valorum, 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 Valorum. So they're exacerbating this. And right. Valorum hasn't felt this love in forever. Long time. Yeah. Long and, time. Uh, and he, I think he says, you, sir, are a disgrace to the Jedi Order. Uh-huh. And uh, he wants to do a move like ripping off a uh, military Insignia. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Jedi don't have any military no, insignia. And Opal's just got this weird two-tone robe. Weird two-tone robe. Yeah. So he says, you, sir, are a disgrace to the Jedi Order. And he grabs his lightsaber away from him <laughs> and says, you do yeah. not honor this yeah. elegant weapon. And the whole room goes, ooh. And Valorum's just sort of like feeling yeah. it. This is so great. He hasn't felt this happy in years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he did just take a weapon from, from, a Jedi, from a Jedi. A pained, angry Jedi who yeah. means well but is giving in. Yeah. He's, Valorum is right. The Jedi aren't doing the right thing. There's a cloud of darkness everywhere. Right. And that cloud of darkness starts to enter Oppo. What mm-hmm. does he do, Ken? What does he do? He immediately kind of, with one arm, he angles himself up and he snaps his snake-like body at Valorum. <gasps> it's like a whip. Oh, so knocks Valorum back. The lightsaber goes flying back further into the crowd. Oh, wow, wow. Okay, so yeah, Valorum crashes down, and everybody's like, "Oh, oh there's a yeah. huge yeah. crowd." Yeah. yeah, Captain Panaka tries to re- react, but he just trips and falls over. Trips and falls. He's over. not the security guard he no. once was. No, uh, no. Yeah. So uh, Valorum tries to kind of shuffle to his feet, and Oppo springs up on his snake. Little mm-hmm. leg, and he is like boinging on it. It's like a little spring. He's <laughs> he's ready to go. He's boing, 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 up, boing, yeah. boing, boing, ready to strike. Yeah, and I think he boings over to Valorum. <laughs> boing, 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 boing. Like you do not take 
the weapon of a Jedi. Yeah. And Valorum, I think, stands up, and he is now so full of fighting spirit. Yeah. That he actually just hauls off, and he attempts to punch yes. Oppo. But he's slippery. So yeah. he, what he does is Valorum has a ring, yeah. and as he tries to punch, he catches a bunch of the beard hair of okay. Oppo oh, yeah. and just shreds a huge oh. chunk of his beard out. It is extremely painful. It's 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 a, a whole crowd groans again. There's now like weird whatever color blood Oppo would have, let's say green, um, is just pouring out of his chin. Yeah. Valorum has just this schlock of hair. Yeah. Just is, it's everywhere. It's in his ring. It's in his hands. And, and Valorum kind of holds it up as if it's some kind of false victory. Like, Look at this. The crowd's like, yeah. I have the beard of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Violence is wrong, of course, but yeah. and Oppo, I think, has he's collapsed. Mm-hmm. But he mm-hmm. raises his one good snaky arm. Yes. And he just hauls Valorum into the air. Yes. With he's a, not quite force choking him, but, but he's like squeezing his sternum. Force, like force suspended animation. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's almost like Vader taking that rebel and squishing him to the roof, you know? Yeah, at, yeah. He's just at the end of Rogue One. Throwing him up there yeah. in the air. Yeah. Which now, as soon as Oppo realizes doing like the, the the thing to do with a politician is probably not to literally raise them up above the people. That's <laughs> right. good optics for them. Good optics for them. Uh, but he, but Oppo's mad. Oppo's mad. He's mad. And he hears in the as this is happening, he hears in the back of his mind. He hears uh, the big beware the dark side. You should, young Oppo. The voice of his master. First time we've heard Yaddle and Cannon speak. The voice of his master telling him, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. This is wrong. He's trying to listen. Oppo is trying to listen. So he's almost like communicating with Yaddle. He's like, but like, he's wronged me. I need revenge. Revenge? Seek not Jedi. Remember your training. Revenge? Yeah. Path to fighting and bad stuff. Yettle was never very articulate. No, no. One of the reasons she was later removed from the Jedi Council. Uh, and Qui-Gon had taught her a little bit about the living force, which yeah. is how she can do this. No, yeah. big, no big deal. Yeah. Um, and is Oppo is trying to commune. He's still lifting Valorum. There's not much Valorum yep. can do, much really. I mean, he, he's yeah. stuck. He's, yeah. uh, he's just frozen up there. The lightsaber had gone flying. Yeah. It landed right next to the young teen Rodian. Yes, he picks it up in the back of the crowd. Yep. Ignites it. He ignites it. He comes running forward, and he chops Oppo's other arm off. Right. The arm that threw the indication of the force was holding Valorum. Oh, wow. So the snake arm slaps to the ground. He now has two severed arms. Oppo has two severed arms. Valorum Ooh. falls to the floor. <laughs> his fist still covered in hair, snake beard, no. snake cat beard hair. Oh, horrible. This is ugly. This is horrible. ugly. This is Palpatine's dream come true. Mm-hmm. Look at these fools. Mm-hmm. These are the heroes of the Republic. Look at how disorganized Good. and violent. Yeah. <laughs> Palpatine is in his office. Yeah. So happy He's about He's watching this. it on security camps. Yes. Yes. Masamita. Yeah, Masamita. Come here and watch the silliness. <laughs> this is so much better than I had foreseen. I hope Oppo does, does what must be done. <laughs> right. Um. So Rodian doesn't really know how to no. operate this no. lightsaber. No. Uh, but Obo is now in pain, and oh, he is fully, right fully clouded the by the dark side, right? Yes. So I think 
we've never seen a Jedi do this, mm-hmm. but there's no reason they can't. I think Oppo opens his mouth and he calls his lightsaber to his teeth and he holds the lightsaber in his mouth and it is not elegant or civilized, but he just starts slashing. The booths are now falling apart. Everything's falling around him. Valorum is backing away as this strange snake cat undulates towards him with a lightsaber in its mouth, just swinging it back and forth in that sort of like, if you step into the lightsaber's path, it's your fault kind of way. Lisa Simpson employed that strategy. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to swing my arms. <laughs> yes, she did. Uh, now Valorum is looking at mm-hmm. life or death. Yeah. What, yeah. Is Vol- what does Valorum do as this snake cat undulates towards him with a swinging lightsaber in its mouth? Like a lot of politicians who see the tide turning, he <laughs> gets to his knees and begs for mercy. Oh, he just falls. He give, he he has a, he, mm-hmm. he experiences mm-hmm. a vote of no confidence in himself. Yes. yes, yes. I have a vote of no confidence in myself. He says those words. He's like, please, 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 have mercy on me. I I don't know what happened. I don't know uh, I, what got into me. Please, please. In the uh, the lightsaber swings and swings and swings and it stops. It's tittering because the mouth grip is not a good way to grip a lightsaber. No. It's shaking just no. at Valorum's neck. Yeah. And I think this is a good point yeah. to pause our fight and decide who we think deserves to win this combat. Who do we want to live? Do we just want people to get injured and shamed? Do we need death? What do we want to happen? I don't want Valorum to die. No. I don't think that's right. Oppo... I don't think he deserves to die either, but to me, he is a disgraced Jedi at this point. Yes. He's done so many things wrong. He's just, I mean, it's amazing. You know, a lot of life choices have led to this moment. You're yeah. armless. You're on an autograph circuit. You're not in the Clone Wars. I, 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 I think, <laughs> um, I think that, uh, um, I, I think in some weird way that uh, uh, Valorum wins in some default fashion. I think so. Here's what I think happens. Mm-hmm. And, and help me out as I go here. Here's a picture of what I think happens. Yeah. I think the sight of this former Supreme Chancellor, who at different points has turned to Oppo yeah. and sent Oppo on missions. They've had a relationship before they both fell. Right. He sees this great man so fallen. Right. And Oppo sees through the haze of pain and misery that he's doing something wrong. Right. And he flips his little uh, snake, and and he he puts the lightsaber in the coils of his own. The very, okay. And he points it back at himself, a thing we've never really seen. Oh. Jedi seppuku (laughs) about to happen. I shouldn't be laughing. (laughs) And yet, a snake cat seppuku. This is the most anime Data Bank Brawl has ever got. Yeah. And Palpatine's in his office going, do it, do it. <laughs> Get this on the hollow net, broadcast it everywhere. Uh, and Valorum suddenly in this moment sees, mm. this is what I was meant for. Yeah. Inspiring speeches. Yes. And I think he, he, Obo starts to say, I was wrong. I have ashamed the Jedi Order. I must end. This is the end of Oppo. Valorum stands. Mm -hmm. He's got a crowd around him. He's got a mission. This is a perfect point for a speech. Mm -hmm. He knows 
everything is on the line. He sees the holonet cameras. Right. Like, if I can talk a Jedi out of killing themselves, right. maybe I can turn the whole galaxy around. Right. What does he say? Opa Rancisis, <laughs> you have served the Republic well. Though your life did not go the direction in which you intended it to go, you are still a valued member of our society, and we stand today in part of the, from the actions of men and creatures and women like you. You and your tale, literally and figuratively, are still here and are to go on. I will not stand aside as a former leader of this republic and watch such a great warrior take his own life. I apologize for the differences that have arisen between us, but together, hand and tail, <laughs> we can recover and end our dispute and then end the galaxy's dispute. With oh, the separatists. Huge, huge explosion. That was a beautiful speech. Uh, just uh, every, every hands, flippers, uh, tentacles, everything that there is slapping together in this uh, this arena of politics, mm-hmm. of hope. And Obo drops the lightsaber. It turns off. <laughs> he hangs his head. He uh, says, thank you. And then, in a strange and not very poignant button... The Rodian throws the blaster, hits Obo in the head, <laughs> and he slaps face and beard first, unconscious, ruining this beautiful moment. Just onto the ground. Valorum puts his hand to his head. He face palms. It was so close. So close. So close to making a beautiful moment. <laughs> so close. But this is what happens to Valorum. Yeah. And then Panaka says, hey, guys, I still got, I still got pictures. <laughs> Anybody want pictures? And credits. Oh, man. That was beautiful. That was a good one. Yeah, it was weird. That was weird. We never know what to expect, and we discovered so much. So many of our characters get uh, pushed to desperate action. Yes. But, man, it was great to see Valorum be pushed to that beautiful <laughs> speech. You should run for office, Ken. Yeah, it's a good it's a good moment in the Star Wars <laughs> history books. Yeah, we got a little a little Panaka in there too, a little yes. bit of flavor of Coruscant, oh, a little cameo from Palpatine. That was great fun. That was a good Phantom Menace themed one. Yeah, great, great fun. Uh, listeners, if you have people that you want to see fight some losers who we could make even <laughs> more of losers, be, be sure to let us know which characters you want to see fight. Uh, you can let us know with the hashtag databankbrawl. You can suggest fights, uh, like actual matchups. You can suggest individual characters. You can suggest eras or kinds of characters that you would like to see fight. As you can see, anything can happen. You know, this uh, this podcast really started out as who would win in a fight. It became this beautiful, strange, improvised thing. And as we see here, we get different results. Of course, Opa would win in a fight. <laughs> but morally, today's victor was Valorum. That's right. Nice and complex, just like the Star Wars galaxy. Ken, where can people find you? You can find me at Ken Napsok and across uh, all social media platforms and hopefully writing campaign speeches for future <laughs> 
Supreme <laughs> Chancellor candidates. And you can find me counseling cat snakes and trying to make them feel better about life. On all the social media as at Joseph Scrimshaw, you can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter as at Force Center Pod. And until next time, as Luke Skywalker once said, well, no one was really listening to him. I care. That's it for Databank Brawl. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.